Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. <clears throat> Welcome back to FixTheNation.com. Um, what are we talking about today? Talking about a new party platform. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, part of my question about this whole election 2016 thing is, do the parties speak for us anymore? A couple of different versions of that. The Democrats tend to go and skew out to the left. The Republicans tend to skew out to the right. That's one version. Or both parties and how they handle things through Congress, through their establishments, all that kind of stuff, kind of start looking the same. You know, what does it matter? They both kind of make government bigger anyway. They both make things more expensive anyway. They both cut up in their own bit of problems anyway. Okay. So what I did was I took a whole series of what I would believe to be core issues and kind of took my best shot at it. And so if I was going to write a, a party platform, we're going to call it the reality party, you know, and I tried to approach it from – because I know I have a Republican background. You know, I've gone through the conservative end of it, and I'm going to say in the, in the end game of life, I end up being very pragmatic in how I approach it. I'm a solutions guy. I'm a problem solver. I'm a critical thinker. That's what I've done all my life. It's what I do in business. I try to make things better. I try to think bigger picture. And then within the bigger picture, because most complex things are just a whole series of very simple things all put together. And I always use the rocket, you know, the rocket ship uh, analogy. If I said build a rocket ship, you'd go, ah. But if I said, hey, listen, follow these one million steps exactly, and they're all very, very simple steps, and you'll have a rocket ship. Yes, it would take you time, but you, in fact, could build a rocket ship because you have simple things as opposed to one big complex task. Thus, the approach to, to politics. To say deal with problems in America is way too broad. Deal with an economy, way too broad. So you kind of have to get smaller buckets and then within those buckets, find out what you believe to be, you know, some what we'll call pragmatic solutions. So this is my shot at it. So the chat room is open. Feel free to call in. We can kind of discuss some of these. I'm going to go through, and there's a little summary page, not summary, summary paragraph about each of the headers. Um, today I'll be going through all the topics with the summary and discuss a little bit about the what, why, big picture of it. On different days, I'll be posting, because I have a longer version of this, which has very specific solutions for all of these topics. And that'll be posted on the fixination.com website. If you want to get just literally the party platform, it's physically posted right now. Enjoy. Godspeed. Um, that being said, FixNation.com. Been here about five years. Um, I'm John Jensen. Uh, I try to be, again, problem-solving. I try to approach life that way. Uh, I've written three different books. FixNation.com is one of them. One Grand Bargain, which deals with the fiscal crisis and kind of how to solve that. Um, Why Go Conservative? Um, again, more of a solutions-based approach to conservatism. Um, there are a lot of things we have on our plate right now. Um, 
I've posted previously a contract with America. Um, I've made different versions of that because I think we've, depending on how you approach things, your perspective, you need or want different things. If you're a millennial, you want different things because at your age, you look at life through a different, different lens. If you're a New Yorker, you have a different lens. If you're a baby boomer, a retiree, you have a different lens, etc. But one of the things we need to come together on is there are a whole bunch of things that we overlap on. And they end up being about six things, roughly six. And I'll get that to pretty much the end of today. Because those six things are going to be what I call the rub of the rub, the root of the root. That's going to decide the election, those six things. Because whoever has that best solution that we feel comfortable with will probably be our next president, no matter who he or she is. That being said, we have other issues besides who gets the presidency, because there is a Congress that needs to approve legislation to get the president the agenda that he or she would like to enact. Right? Okay. So that being said, let's tee this thing off. Um, so the reality party platform for 2016, we're going to start with fiscal responsibility. The reality party supports smaller government under 18% of GDP, supports eliminating deficit spending by federal government, supports reducing the national debt each year until it's eliminated, supports lower taxes to lighten the burden on Americans, and supports a strong dollar policy to protect wealth and value in America first. The reality supports party supports a balanced budget amendment for America. That is the fiscal responsibility piece of it. Tax policy. The reality party supports fair and reduced taxes, simplification and reduction of overall tax code, more transparency and parity in policies without prejudice or special interest exceptions. Taxes should be to provide what we need, not to feed an overwhelming greed by bureaucrats to spend money without restraint. Supports the downsizing of federal government size and scope regarding waste, redundancy, and inefficiency to allow for lower taxes with more effective completion of their necessary tasks for taxpayers. Job creation. The reality party supports an America first position supports the need to stay current and competitive on an international scale, supports leveraging our position as the, number, the world's number one consumer nation, supports realigning of international pricing practices to remove the burden of subsidizing our nation's costs, other nations' costs, supports small business creation and innovation as a core of job creation, supports viewing all bills and regulations as to how they will impact jobs and commerce, and supports pro-growth policy in all aspects of the economy to drive and maintain job creation. Entitlements. The Reality Party supports transitioning to a smaller entitlement program as we understand all of us must take, less, take a little less for it all to work. Supports a tier system and asset net worth consideration as a precursor to entitlement qualification. Supports an uncapped Social Security contribution tax currently capped at 118000 supports complete requalification for Social Security disability for years 2000 and after, supports distinguishing between citizens and residents, states and territories for entitlement qualification, 
supports no entitlement credits for anyone not a current citizen, supports reduction in payout and an early, earlier payout, earlier age on payout, and supports redefining the Medicaid, Medicare drug benefit program to use economy of scale to force reduction in prescription drug pricing. Healthcare. The Reality Party supports affordable and accessible health care based on informed decisions between doctor and patient, supports complete repeal of the ACA, Obamacare, supports a real solution to certain issues by a national, bipartisan, transparent, interactive process, supports reestablishment of individual ACAs, supports tort reform for all aspects of medical community, supports complete overhaul of pharmaceutical pricing model, patent timing, generic expectations, and supports a patient-first premise to all healthcare aspects. Education. The Reality Party recognizes the failure of the federal education program model as we spend more than any other nation but are ranked about 25th in the world for quality of our results. Does not support Common Core. Does not support No Child Left Behind supports raising the bar on educational results to increase our competitive success in America, supports control of education at the state and local level, recommends the Department of Education be eliminated and replaced with an advisory council that recommends to states what should be done, no federal mandates are allowed. Equal access to, to and accountability for education across all districts, eliminate pensions for all educators and replace with an IRA and matching based on the results, comprehensive knowledge, and measurable impact, and going nationally to a year-round school system to reduce and realign costs while improving the impact of money spent. Government and Ethics The Reality Party supports clear and transparent lobbyist efforts which are not misaligned with regular citizen access to leadership supports campaign finance reform by making all efforts 100% transparent and making federal monies available only to candidates raising less than $100 million for president, supports eliminating career politicians who serve themselves more than their constituents, supports reform of the criminal justice system, supports elimination of, of and elimination of or penalties for frivolous lawsuits, supports lawsuit process reform overall, supports streamlining the lower court's process, strongly recommends reinforcement of the separation of powers between the branches of government to minimize judicial activism, executive overreach, supports the highest ethical standards and effective oversight of our elected leadership, and supports strongly reducing or eliminating executive orders as they are by definition not intended to work outside our political structure to get personal goals accomplished against the greater good as decided by the proper nationally elected officials. Environmental policy. The Reality Party supports safeguarding our national resource, nation's natural resources, balanced with the need for economic development as decided at the state level. Supports eliminating the EPA at the federal level, replaced with state level control. Supports a streamlined EPA advisory panel to advise and suggest to states and supports transparent environmental impact studies within each state, including real solutions on how to better proceed if results are insufficient. Energy policy. The Reality Party supports 
value-added taxing on all energy exports, supports reinvigorating the power grid in a public-private partnership, supports regional energy refinery hubs, supports reducing and then eliminating energy subsidies completely, and supports energy's independence from foreign sources. Immigration. The Reality Party Party supports a comprehensive immigration reform to focus on three main goals. Good standing of a candidate, the willingness of the candidate to assimilate into America, and the intent of the candidate to become a better to become a citizen to better our nation. Supports legal immigration at a restrained rate that America can handle without risk. Supports immigration with from nations in good standing and does not support immigration from terror or risk nations, does not support immigration of candidates who cannot be vetted properly, supports a compassionate, fair, transparent approach to resolving the undocumented worker issue, and supports a congressional committee update of immigration policy on a four-year basis so it always stays aligned with modern-day America's needs and values. Foreign policy. The Reality Party supports elimination of foreign aid to any nation harboring terrorists, training facilities, noncompliance with our national security policies, supports putting America first, yet respecting the policies and sovereignty of all nations, supports creating an ally algorithm that defines by results and actions who our allies are, by default, who is not, supports raising the penalty for human trafficking and smuggling, supports eliminating our nation-building approach and reducing our internet and reducing our international police role supports getting all other nations to be more self-reliant for defense supports using vehicles such as NATO and UN as leverage to enforce international issues supports utilizing strict trading embargoes on terrorist nations until compliant and supports redefining the difference between states and territories citizen and resident permanent resident and temporary, undoc- temporary documented immigrants. Criminal justice. The Reality Party supports criminal justice reform to clarify the roles, expectations of all entities involved, supports eliminating any inherent bias built into the system or sensing guidelines, supports stronger relationships between law enforcement and communities, supports law enforcement living in their community they police, supports raising the penalties for drug smuggling and dealing with dealing drug smuggling and dealing and then human trafficking supports an approach similar to stop and frisk supports a proactive law enforcement approach profiling for cause not for race or religion supports the mandate for all individuals to carry either federal or state identification at all times and be required to show it when asked by law enforcement supports prison reform and alternative alternative incarceration to reduce recidivism and support strong community-involved private-public partnerships in inner-city areas of need to change the cultural dynamic as a way to break the current generational destructive cycle. National security. The Reality Party supports policies and programs that guarantee a strong national border, supports substantial reform to immigration policy, supports vetting of 100% of immigrants or denial of passage for any reason, supports an official recognition of the national debt as a potential real risk and security breach, 
and, com- and commit to eliminating it. Supports an American first policy. Supports upgrading our military in strength, not size. And intelligent capabilities, both human assets and cyber capabilities. Supports revitalizing our international relationships and expectations from partner nations. Supports using all aspects of military, intelligence, cyber, financial reach to eliminate terrorism from the planet. Supports using our nation's status and strategic importance to reinforce with clarity and consistency our nation's objectives and commitments. And supports putting the safety of our citizens and economic interests of our country above all other concerns. Constitutional rights. The Reality Party supports the principles established in the United States Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. Supports a limited federal government that works for us. Supports limiting the reach of federal government and the scale in spending as well by capping it at 18% of GDP maximum, less if possible. Supports a strong nation of laws that empowers individuals, businesses, states. Supports a non-activist judicial branch and an executive branch that doesn't overreach. And supports a government that protects us in a larger sense, but one that recognizes our indisputable autonomy of individual freedoms within that scope. And lastly, social issues. The Reality Party recognizes and celebrates all of our personal diversity, individual liberties within the law, supports all constitutional rights and freedoms, supports any pursuit as long as it's within the scope of U.S. law and doesn't impede or infringe on the right or freedom of someone else, mandates that all entities that receive public money spend it efficiently and only to the purpose it was intended, and supports the risk inherent in individual liberty to be accountable for oneself. The end. That is the platform. A lot of stuff, a lot of core issues, and a lot of this is what would be supported, this is what would not be supported. And again, in the future, I'm going to sit there and go through and post each individual heading with some very, very specific on the on the how to go get it done. And I'll say it this way. There's, there's a reason that you need to be specific. And I'm going to bring it back to 2016 election for a split second before I get back to this. One of my frustrations is when you get the finger-pointing of election 2016, when you get the name-calling and the mudsling of election 2016, when you get the personality barrage, the corruption barrage, now, it might be entertaining. It might be good for ratings if you're a cable network or you know, a broadcast TV or a radio program. It's not productive for a country. And that's the sad reality of it all. Because the issues are, in fact, what matter. And it's not even the issue itself that matters. It's the solution from that candidate that matters. And, rippling from that, the viability of that solution to exist politically. So let's take a couple just very specific things. 
you have someone who wants to pass a tax increase. They sit in front of Congress, and they make their case, and Congress, quote-unquote, says no. Why? Because it's controlled by Republicans who have taken a no-tax raise pledge. Super. Dead in the water. So even if you wanted to go down that particular path because you felt it was normal, it was right, it was just, it's dead before you even propose it. So you have some political logistics that you have to deal with, and these are just realities. What I tried to do when I crafted the reality party was, one, speak for that broad swath of America that wants us to take a different path. Because about three-quarters of us do. There's a lot of anger in America right now, and I use that word loosely because it's not, you know, riding the street anger. Okay, for the most part. It's we're upset, we're frustrated. And if if you have politicians that you elect and they fail you over and over and over and over again, There is an inherent frustration in that. We vote for you, you ignore us. We vote for you, you you crap on us. We vote for you, and you don't represent us. It gets worse. Not only do they not represent us, but with the exceptions coming to us every four years and saying, vote for me, they literally pander and perform for anybody who is in their world. Let me define their world. If you're an establishment politician, I didn't say Democrat, I said politician. You exist in a world where you are among top flight donors. You work within an establishment. You are part of an establishment party. You have marching orders. You deal with the 1% or 2% that make money in this world. You hobnob and go to certain places and certain events at certain restaurants with certain people. So you become involved in this bubble, entranced in this power money world of the elite establishment. And only a few are allowed in that world. Everybody else are the masses, people like you and me. We sit here and we work every day. We fight for our families. We may try to make a living. We manage a budget. Okay, we get the car fixed. We pay the mortgage. All right, we save for college. All right, we deal with, you know, waiting at a doctor's office and crappy health insurance and all that kind of good stuff that comes with being, you know, normal in life. All of the rules that apply to us, none of them apply to the people in the upper, 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 upper level echelon of the ivory tower that are in the elite establishments that run this country. None of it. That's why we're frustrated. Because we're tired that the rules don't apply to them, and we're tired that the rules they make only apply to us. And I can't remember the last time someone represented me and made my world better. And I say my representative of all of us, by the way. Our world better. You get my point, right? Because the reality, and I keep bringing that word up, that's the reality party, is we need to take this country and 
overturn it. Because if we don't fix some core things, bad things will happen. They've already happened. We just haven't realized some of them yet. Okay? So now I'm going to give you another visual, and I'll get back to Reality Party on how I think it can fix some of these things. There are six core topics that I think need to be addressed and dealt with for this country to be worlds better than it is right now. Six. And if you've ever ordered a medium pizza, the visual you're going to have that I'm trying to paint is a little like that. You take a medium pizza and you cut it into six slices, right? The large is eight, medium six, right? I'm talking like, like a New Yorker. That being said, six slices, right? But all those slices are a part of a whole. All those slices have sides they touch substantially, and in the middle, they touch all the other slices, right? So they're interconnected is my point. Spokes on a wheel, if you will. So what are those six issues? They're pretty simple. A lot of them you could probably rattle off top of mind. Economy, absolutely. Immigration, national security, education is in there. That would surprise a lot of people. Criminal justice is in there. That would surprise a lot of people. And inner city poverty. Okay. Why do I say those six? Hmm. Because they're all interrelated. You can't fix one without the other for the most part. They're all interrelated. And if you don't address them all, you can't fix any. I love when people want to do, you know, oh, let's do tax reform. You know, we'll just, yeah, we'll just lower the corporate rate. Or uh, we'll just raise taxes on the wealthy. You can do that till the cows come home. That's, period, not, period, tax, period, reform, period, exclamation point, exclamation point. That's not what needs to be done. It's not enough. We've had enough of the band-aids on the world's issues. What about getting down to the root cause and dealing with the rub of the rub, the root of the root? What about fixing it once and for all? When you haven't had immigration reform for 20 years, when you haven't had tax reform for, what, 30 years, don't you think you're overdue? When's the last time we had entitlement reform? 30 years? Maybe more? Okay. So you kind of see my point. So the whole point of it, and we use immigration. We'll start there. A lot of people, I think, immigration, they think of two things. Man, well, three things. One, the border itself. Build the wall. Right? Now, that, in a way, is a national security issue. Right? Yes, it's an immigration issue, but it's a national security issue. If we can't control the border, you can't protect us from the outside. Do, yes or no? Do you lock the door of your house when you sleep at night? If the answer is yes, it's the same argument. It's just a really, really big house and a real big door, thousands of miles. Right? It's the same argument. That being said, that's one of them. 
You've got to deal with the, the undocumented that are here. Correct, we do. But how do we deal with that? Well, let's deport them all. Okay, let's back this train up a little bit, ask a silly question. If you toss ballpark 12 million people out of a country that represent ballpark 3% of the population, okay, that rent and own homes, that buy at local stores, who's supposed to rent from those rent those places now? Who's supposed to buy from those stores? You'd cause about a 3% drop in GDP because you held that stance. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying do do it. I am saying there's an economic tragedy will, will immediately going to happen. It's connected. Immigration, economic. Pick another topic, any topic you want. Let's go inner city poverty. Okay? Yeah, poverty, which means there's crime, which means there's his, just historic anger because they're so frustrated. Well, why do you think that they're, that they're poor? Probably has something to do with the quality or lack of education. Right? There's probably not a lot of jobs in that area. Okay? And they couldn't qualify for the jobs if there were jobs because they're poorly educated. Right? So when you don't have a job and you're poorly educated, what do you have to, go, what do you have to fall back on? How do you make your money? Oh, wait a second. You go to a life of crime or drugs or both. So now what happens? Oh, wait a second. Now here comes criminal justice reform. Now all of a sudden the people who are poor, who go down a bad path, have to get dealt with because they have a history. Now that history gets held against them. And all of a sudden we have recidivism. By the way, there's a huge cost involved in criminal justice and recidivism. Oh, by the way, we're back to economy now, aren't we? Why do you think there's rioting in different cities? You think that's a fluke? You think that's craziness? That's just simply anarchy? I've got a tip for you. The reason that things fire off like that, because there's an underlying injustice or frustration in community or communities. Go deal with the root. If you got better education, if you got a revised, reformed criminal justice system, if there was hope in the inner city, the air comes out of that anger because they have a path toward prosperity. Now we're back to economy again because everybody wants a shot at the brass ring. Nobody wants to feel left out. I'll speak for me. I feel left out, meaning I don't feel Washington speaks for me. I'm frustrated. This gridlock crap makes me crazy. I want my country back. I want us to go down a better path. I want us to have a better life, and I don't fight for me. I don't. That's not why I do what I do. I speak, I write, I publish, I fight this fight because I got two kids, and I want them to have a better life. I refuse to bury them in $20 trillion in debt and climbing because I was ignorant, because I was meek, because I was quiet, 
because I was shy, because I didn't exhaust myself in fighting good fight to get us to a better place. And while we're at $20 trillion, understand this. Not only is that a huge financial overhang on the economy, but it's an inherent risk to national security. So, of course, national security, we need to spend more money on military, right? And intelligence gathering, right? And locking down borders. Wait a minute, we're spending money now? Well, hold on a second. Now we're back to the economy. Because now we've got to raise spending, but we don't have the tax money. Whoop, that's deficit spending. Now the debt's going to get higher because we have to spend on something else. So part of this little conundrum we're in is we have six interrelated topics that are critical for a better America in the future. Critical. But here's the riddle of riddles. When you're $20 trillion in debt with an imbalanced budget already, how do you spend money you don't have to reduce a debt that you need to reduce to fight a battle? How do you fix these six issues without going into debt? Here's the answer. And again, everything's interrelated. You need to pass pro-growth policies. Critical, absolutely critical you do that. Because the pro-growth policies absolutely will get you a faster growth rate. The faster growth rate with revised tax policies give you a window, a gap. Simultaneously, you trim the fat at government. So now you have a smaller, smaller government, a little bit smaller, with higher tax revenues. And you start to have a surplus. You take the surplus and you knock down the debt as you reinvest in America. I got a tip for you. That's it in a nutshell. It really is. And you have two candidates out there. Donald Trump is really close. Hillary has no chance at doing what I just said. No chance. Zero. She has a 30-year track record that makes that impossible. She wants more regulations, more taxes, bigger government. It's game over before she even is elected. If you vote for her, you're voting, voting to bury the next and the next and the next generation for the rest of their and our lives. I'm not overstating that. You're at $20 trillion in debt now. By the time the next president gets out, let's pretend eight years, you're talking about $30 trillion or more in debt because they will only spend more. They won't spend less. It will be completely unbridled financial chaos. And the more you devalue the currency, the worse we are. We are becoming a banana republic financially. That's insane. Because we have people that don't act like adults. Because we have people that spend money they literally do not have. Because they project out and say, oh, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. He's a great Popeye line. That's irresponsible. It's pathetic. It's not leadership. It's cowardice. 
So part of what the reality party's platform is, is to rein that back in. And again, I'll go through the specifics. But it's critical that that core understanding is there. The reality party should speak for everyone. Everyone's got a seat at the table. There's no slice of discrimination at all in this. But this is about America. This is being better. This is fixing what's broken. That's sad. It truly is. And right now, we're just embroiled in this election 2016, she's corrupt, he's unstable, battle of personalities. See, and one of the things I'd really like, and he's going to have to be the adult because she can't do it. She doesn't have any policies to stand on. I mean that literally. He's going to have to do a four-part strategy. He's going to have to get off personal and get back to messenger issues, period. That's number one. Number two is he's going to have to completely get people to understand that she is the elitist establishment 1%, and she is. Go to her financial disclosure pieces at the Federal Election Commission. They're there. They're public record. Look where she gets her money from. It's not even close. Three, absolutely paint this huge chasm between him and her. She is way out there with her policies. I am way over here with my policies. I'm nowhere close to where that establishment piece is because his anti-establishment card is a wonderful, wonderful breath of fresh air right now. And then four, because you're on messenger, because you are anti-establishment, because you are so different than what we have now, paint the real solutions and how it will impact me, us. You have to get it to translate. He can talk about trade all he wants. We don't understand it unless he says we're being ripped off. I want to renegotiate because that's where our money's going to come from that's going to pay down this. Why? How? Use examples. Are we being ripped off? How will it matter to us? How will it make our lives better that we go fight this, renegotiate NAFTA, that we go renegotiate, etc.? Critical. That translation, that to us was driving uh, recently, and I want to say Mark Levin and was on, and he was playing a clip of Reagan. I want to say back in 1984 in the debates when he was uh, trying to get reelected. And he said something that just it, – it took me back because I, I completely agree with this, not just philosophically but in practice. Reagan's statement was – one of the things I demanded from people who worked from me, worked with me, was when we went into a meeting, sat at the table, we never, ever, they were not allowed to speak on party lines, ever. 
we only cared about what was good and bad and how it would affect the people. Now, see, that just, that just makes me smile. It makes my heart warm to hear someone who's a, a national leader talk that way. Because here's my belief. The person we elect needs the very split second that they get elected take off their party pin, stand in the middle of the aisle in Congress, reach the left, reach the right, and pull everybody together to go get all this done. Because we cannot, we cannot tolerate four more years of gridlock in Washington, D.C. To the people that are, that are in the elite right now, they want the status quo. They don't want it to come unhinged. They don't want change. They're making money right now. It's like Wall Street versus Main Street. Well, Wall Street has theirs. Main Street doesn't. Drive around your town. You tell me how many homes still are for sale that haven't sold. How many stores are for rent that haven't been leased? Go ahead. You tell me. You don't need me to feel this. When was the last time you, you know, searched for a job and you had the pick of the litter because there are so many jobs out there. They were fighting for you, not vice versa. You fought for it. different world so our leader has to be willing to get elected and then take the party pin off like reagan did and not represent the party not talk along party lines but talk in the matter of what's good and bad and what's good for the people here's the problem someone like hillary clinton is an ideologue she's entrenched philosophically in what she is just like barack obama he's an ideologue It's my way. It's this. It's the only way it can be done. Everything is filtered through that ideal. Agree with it? Don't agree with it? Doesn't matter. That's the only way we do things along that specific agenda party line. She is identical. She always has been. Everything she's done is filtered through that. She doesn't negotiate. Not like that. Now, if you're of that ideal, maybe you're happy. In the end game, you wouldn't be, because in the end game, her policies fail anyway. The short term snapshot. You're happy because, yay, something I agree with works. You know, got, got passed. You know, ooh, we won the battle. You're going to lose the war. That's what's been proven in the history of history with all these policies. That being said, though, Donald Trump is a different beast. He's not establishment. He is not entrenched in an ideal or an ideologue. That's not how you would define him. He is not a critical thinker in the way we are used to in a more stable politician. But again, that's going to take some getting used to. He is from the outside. He's not a professional politician. So I cut him a little bit of slack because he hasn't done this for 30 years. He's done it for about, for about 15 months. So he's kind of learning on the job on how to sell messages. But a lot of what he's working on and the direction he's going is close. Think about what I just read on the Reality Party platform. There's a lot of this that he's close to. 
So if I look at the two candidates on who's going to fix, remember the pizza? Six slices, right? Those six core issues. The economy, she can't fix that. Our last three quarters have been a 0.8% growth, 0.9% growth, and a 1.4% growth. And she wants to stay status quo. She wants more of the same. I don't know how that can possibly be okay with people because it means you'll make less, you'll be at more at risk, and the very minute we have a recession, it is in fact game over because there's nothing left in the arsenal of the Fed or Congress to help us out of it. Two, immigration. She wants families. Families first. Keep families together. Let me translate that. She's more worried about the immigrant than she is about America. National security. She wants open borders. She wants to flood us with refugees that don't have to be vetted. That's okay. It's more important that they have a safe place than we, as Americans, have a safe place. Education. She doesn't think it's broken. She doesn't think it's a failed system. The fact that we spend more money than anybody else on the planet on education, the fact that we're worse than 25th in the world, doesn't bother her. It's not about that. It's about we need to spend more money. We need to, quote-unquote, her words, invest in education. Criminal justice. She wants to fix the police because the police are the problems. Funny, that's not the entire enchilada. Inner cities. This is the one that makes me giggle in a really tragic way, I might add. The National Urban League itself came up with the Main Street Marshall Plan and acknowledges that for trillions of dollars over decades, the needle has not moved. Guess who's been in charge of the inner cities okay, that have been failing for the last 50 to 100 years? You can't make this up. The Democrats. Guess who spent the trillion dollars I've been in charge for decades? The Democrats. So the very person, Hillary Clinton, who wants to, quote-unquote, deal with inner city and wants the African-American and minority vote, quote-unquote, the inner city vote, because she's been so good to them, right, are the very po- policies that keep them trapped in that horrible, horrible failing state. All six she can't compete on. Let's flip it around. Donald Trump wants to tax reform, reform energy, an unhinged economy, and create jobs, bring manufacturing back to the U.S., immigration. He wants to tighten the borders to protect us. He wants to take and take the criminal element out. Now, the undocumented, he says, we'll get to them at a later point. If you read his issues, it's more of a negotiating stance. So we'll see. To be determined is kind of the camp on that. Because economically, you can't deport him. Criminal justice. He absolutely wants to do that. Read a position paper. Go to Trump. Trump Trump.com. Inner city uh, poverty. I got a tip for you. He's the only GOP I can remember, and I'm not a young man, actually voicing 
and going into inner cities and meeting with churches, meeting with cities, and going to places that are historically not GOP bases. Why is he doing this? Because he's not an establishment candidate. He understands we have things that are broken. He understands we have work to do. Why do you think a guy who has a multiple successful businesses is doing this? Because he wants to change the dynamic, and that should excite you. National security, he wants to protect us. Tighten the borders, stronger military, deal with terrorism head on. And I got a tip for you. Am I comfortable with Donald Trump the man? No, I'm not comfortable. That's not the word I would use. He's, he's awkward for me. This isn't a politician. It's not a, this, this polished endgame model he's been working on his entire life. He says what's in his heart and his mind at the moment. But I tell you one thing. With him, we have a chance to fix America. And with her, we have no chance at all. And I didn't say that as a Republican. I said that as an American. Her policies don't, have not, and will not work. She is all about herself, power, and money. If you filter everything that she has done her entire life, it all comes back to that. But that's the short inversion. He doesn't need this, but he's running anyway. Do you truly think that Trump spent a lot of time in the inner cities? Do you truly think he, quote-unquote, cares? I don't think he cares in a way that his business would be affected, good or bad, by it. But I do think as an American he cares. And that's kind of the best motivation, isn't it? Should we be there for each other and help each other? Shouldn't we be more inclusive? But part of that is working through some really awkward moments. Because change for lack of a better word, is an awkward thing. We are creatures of habit, and we get used to normalcy. Do you truly think that the media, the establishment, the elite, the power brokers of this world want anything to do with Donald Trump? Hell no is my answer. You know why? Because he threatens their world. Their current version of them making their millions and billions is now put in jeopardy. He is from the outside, and no one wants that to happen who already has theirs. But the reverse of that is also true. You know who's going to benefit? The people who don't already have theirs. So if you, in fact, are on the outside looking in, I cannot fathom why you wouldn't sign up and literally vote Donald J. Trump on November 8th. And no, I'm not here to talk about him. I'm here to talk about the reality party. But the two are absolutely interweaved because he's close, but he needs to finish the race on this. He needs to get and de define his position more the way we can hear it. But the reality party, what I just wrote, is an example of what we need to focus on, and I'll get to, on a daily basis, why and how we will be focusing on these things. Because the critical answer is going to be this. 
if you believe the current country is perfect, don't change anything, you're going to vote for her. Because she's not going to rock the boat. She's same crap, different day. She almost doesn't care because she'll have got her brass ring on November 8th. She'll get elected president. That's all she needs. What she does with it, couldn't care. I know what she'll do with it, but she doesn't really care about the end game because she'll already have a hers. Because she's just a whole riddle of hypocrisy rolled into one. She's going to raise the estate tax, but her estate's already put in LLCs too, which means she won't pay any estate tax. So the rules don't apply to her. So that whole, that whole hypocrisy thing, it's not lost on me, but it's pointless. It's like listen to someone you know is a liar. Why would you listen? Right? But the reality party needs to get real core issues fleshed out for real Americans, right? And I do want you to have a voice at this table. So one thing that I'm asking of you about the reality party, go to fixnation.com. I want you to read through it. I want you to email me, suggestion box at fixnation.com, suggestion box at fixthenation.com, okay? And email me what you think about it. Love this, hate this. Add this, take out this. What about this? Question mark. Give me some comments. Love some feedback. Number two, I have a poll running on Twitter right now, and my handle is at Fix the Nation. I want you to go to at Fix the Nation and vote in the poll. The poll is really simple. Does the U.S. two-party system represent us anymore? And you're going to agree or disagree. If you agree, it represents us. If you disagree, it doesn't work anymore. Read the question, answer and vote, retweet it. I'm curious. Because some people, you know, yeah, I'm a diehard Republican, or yeah, I'm a diehard Democrat. But then a lot of people are independents. They were formerly something, but they're now independents. Or they're a younger voter. Eh, the parties don't speak for me, so I'm an independent. So they kind of more issue-to-issue based. So who eh, mostly speaks for them? Or they're singularly an issue person. I will live or die with this. I'm pro-life or pro-choice. And that's it. No matter what the candidate is, I need that. Okay. No matter what else they do, that's my thing. Okay. So I'm curious if the two-party system represents us anymore. So go to at Fixination and take a shot at that. Like know uh, what you feel about it. Please uh, retweet it out as well, because I'm curious. The more, the merrier. Very curious. Very curious on your take on the Reality Party platform. I got a tip for you. We have a lot of ills in this country. National debt. Got the Fed with four trillion more. We don't have a balanced budget ever. We have politicians that just can't stay focused on the prize. They think moving at a snail's pace and getting one thing done every three years is productive. In fact, then they want to have a, you know, a press conference and celebrate the momentous occasion they got something signed. No offense. 
if you were in the private sector, you'd have been fired. It's got to work faster. It's got to be more efficient and productive. And it's got to work for us. It doesn't matter if it works for them. So some of it's about the process they take. A lot of it's about the dialogue they have. I think we need to restore some civility back in Congress. And that takes adults working together. You know, yes, you can stand your ground philosophically, but if you're just going to obstruct the process, that's not healthy. Like literally for America, it's not healthy. You can disagree, but you still have to give and take. You know, and I'll go back to Reagan in the 80s. You know, he worked with Tip O'Neill, and they got things done. That's a, that's a conservative Republican, and that's a blue Democrat. I got a tip for you. They still got things done. You know, and the ball got moved forward on this field called America. Okay, and in the 90s, Bill Clinton was the president, and he worked with Newt Gingrich to get things done. It takes two to tango. Got a tip for you. Hillary is no Bill. He's a waffler. She's not. She likes big government. She likes staying left. She would never have done what Bill Clinton did. Keep that in mind. If you think she is Bill, you are mistaken. And there's a reason, by the way, that she said, oh, I'll have Bill take care of the economy, because she can't fix it. That's not what she does. And no offense, neither can he. You know why? Because back in the 90s, if you're old enough, I want you to remember this. We had what are called the Y2K and the build-out toward 2000, when all the computers going to roll over, right? Think about all the technology bubble that got built up and the spending that was there. That was all the 90s, right? So keep that in mind when you think about that economy. It was a good economy, don't get me wrong. But it had a price tag when the, when the market crashed, when that bubble burst. Food for thought. That being said, please do check out Amazon.com. There are three books there. I Fix the Nation. FixNation.com is one of them. One Grand Bargain and Why Go Conservative. Um, as always, my website, FixNation.com, is where I, where I publish. Feedback there. At FixNation, you can reach me there. I do uh, radio shows about every other day. So feel free to listen in on Blog Talk Radio. By the way, there is. If you go to Blog Talk, you can check the archive out for what I've always published. The everything I've ever done is there. And you can go to, through um, iTunes or Stitcher to also le- uh, listen. All right? Thank you very much for your time. Hope you enjoyed the Reality Party platform. If you did, let me know. If you did, why don't you grab the link and send it off to some of your friends and spread the word, so to speak. All right? So until then, take care. God bless.